because when we focus on what we want, what we're grateful for, we're going to get more of that. When we're focusing on the dis-ease or what's wrong with us, we're really going to get more of that. Welcome to the Rebel Health Coach Podcast with Tom Underwood. Armed with truth and knowledge, your journey to a healthy lifestyle can be obtained. Preventative wellness, quality nourishment, and daily fitness routines dramatically improve your outlook on life as a whole. And you'll find the support and info you need to accomplish a healthier lifestyle here. Together, we can empower each other along our journey to an amazing you. Today on the Rebel Health Coach Podcast, I am joined by Lisa Jackson, author of Savvy Secrets, Eat, Think, and Thrive, Seven Steps to Optimal Health. Lisa is also a retired registered nurse, a certified health coach, a certified functional diagnostics nutritionist, a certified functional coach, and a registered yoga teacher. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm, thank you for joining me. Lisa, why don't you tell the listeners about yourself and what got you into this realm of health coaching and functional medicine? So I am a retired nurse. As you said, I've got lots of degrees behind me because I'm a lifelong learner. I'm the mother of four adult children and a grandmother. And I've witnessed in my lifetime this epidemic of autoimmune disease, cancers, autism, ADHD, Alzheimer's, and the rise in the number of codes under our medical Bible called the ICD-10 guide that you know we've managed to label every symptom for the disease. And I personally have been labeled with a number of them from insulin resistance, you know, the precursor to diabetes, to vitiligo and autoimmune disease and freaky high blood pressure and hypertension. And, you know, as a registered nurse, I saw this revolving door syndrome that we were treating symptoms, but not offering really solutions. And when I worked in medical surgery with cancers and heart disease and, and diabetes, even the American Diabetes Association, we were chatting a little earlier, says there's no cure for diabetes, which is just not true. It's absolutely not true. But it wasn't, you know, so I did nursing for a while, then I left healthcare, um, thinking I would not go back until I started uh, studying integrative nutrition. And my daughter at the same time was diagnosed at 28 years old with lymphoma, the same cancer that had uh, taken a 19 year old boyfriend. And when, when, when I was young, and uh, not that I have a 19 year old boyfriend now. (laughs) (laughs) And grandmother, you know, years before. And the physician wanted to give her the same chemo regime that had killed both of them, you know, because chemotherapy really hasn't changed in that many years. Uh, and so my head as a nurse is saying, oh, well, it's one of the few cancers that's actually treatable. But my heart, my gut were saying, she's, she's not going to survive chemo in the winter in Detroit at five foot 10 and, and, uh, 110 pounds. And I just knew that she needed to, um, at least if she was going to go to war on the war on cancer, we needed to boost her up nutritionally. So, you know, I've had a lot of, uh, I've, I've witnessed so much chronic disease. I had my own small business and, you know, my employees, young 
guys are, you know, suffering from, from heart disease at a very young age. And, and a um, good friend of mine getting ready to retire at the top of his game, you know, suddenly was sick with illness and just felt like there's got to be a, a better way. So uh, like you, and uh, you know, I've had many mentors like Tracy Harrison, who was on yep. the week, yep. and, and I am continually amazed and inspired by all of the health coaches I've met, those, uh, the cancer patients with, that have found radical remissions, <laughs> spontaneous remissions, the people who are drastically changing their life, their diet and lifestyle and finding optimal health. So, you know, my goal really is to, through education and coaching, is to empower people to feel and look their best. And personally, I feel and look much better in my late 50s than I did in my 30s and 40s. Yeah, I'm right, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you too. You know, we can do it. Anybody can do it. Right. But it takes, you know, some support and some hand-holding. And, and we, I had to unlearn all the medical myths that I thought were fact. You know, I used to teach nutrition for a... Um, 30-day inpatient um, substance abuse treatment program. And I thought I knew everything about it. And I would read the Harvard Medical Reviews. and, and But we know um, the, the, the nutrition that we, we, we know from functional medicine and nutrition that everybody is unique. <laughs> There's not we, only one diet. We've, we've uncovered a lot of medical myths that keep us stuck. Like fat makes us fat. <laughs> you know, that cholesterol is bad. You know, we know cholesterol is an essential hormone. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah. All of our hormones. <laughs> you can't make an egg. A chicken can't make an egg without cholesterol. Right. And in fact, you know, are these epidemics that we've witnessed, you know, since I graduated from nursing school in 1981, have mainly been the result of these, you know, really a handful of medical myths that, you know, when we, we I used to teach in cardiac care, everybody would have a low fat, uh, low cholesterol diet. And yet, you know, cholesterol is so essential, the liver is going to create it. Uh, to patch uh, the holes in our, the, the shards of glass in the, the arteries, you know, that cholesterol is actually, the body uses to put out the fires, the inflammation from too much sugar in the diet. So by lowering our cholesterol, we're like firing the firemen. Right. <laughs> to go to the fire. And, and yet so many cardiologists today still don't even know this simple fact because nutrition is taught in medical school. I read your book. It's, an, it's a great book. I highly recommend it for everybody, especially if you're struggling with cancers. I'm going to add that because I, I think this is directed towards, oh, well, it's not directed, it's directed towards everybody, but the cancer aspect of it really popped out to me. And uh, one of the things that, that stuck out to me, because as we dive into your book, is something that's near and dear to my heart, and I catch a lot of flack for it, but the love and politics in our healthcare system. <laughs> I love that chapter. And, uh, and, and in there you say, this is why you wrote the book. Mm -hmm. So if we could touch brace there before we go into the meat of the book, I'm with you on a lot of this because uh, one of the things that broke, stuck out to me is many people are shocked when they realize that waffles, eggs, and orange juice, and milk, and coffee, that most Americans start their day with is keeping them fat, sick, and nearly dead. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that's the truth. That's a hard, cold truth is that, you know, orange juice especially, I see people grab orange juice like, a, you know, 
I just want to yank it out of their grocery cart when I see it at the grocery store. It's like, what do you think you're doing? But I, you know, I'd probably get arrested for that at the grocery store, so I don't do that. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> come, dive into this topic. So as a registered nurse and somebody who's worked in the healthcare system, you see this every, you've seen this every day. I mean, with your daughter and her bout with cancer, and I think there was a part in there where you talked about they treated the cancer with something that's it's the same they treated the cancer with 20 years ago. So our technology is advanced, but yet the use of cancer-treating drugs has not advanced. Am I right? Uh, yes. You know, it's an old, broken model. And it's all based upon fear <laughs> and uh, killing the cancer like the cancer is something we get outside of ourselves rather than recognizing. And I didn't actually didn't write a lot of this in the book, but since I've written the book, I was an executive director of an integrative cancer program for a large oncology group. So, and I did not want to write a cancer book. I wanted to write a self-health book. And I purposely didn't want to get too deep into the politics because that's, you know, you can go to the truth about cancer and, and see all about what's wrong with, with cancer, um, treatments today, what I wanted to do was to write what you can do and what's to make it positive and, and prevention. But the number one issue with the war on cancer and the way we treat it, you know, it's, some people would say cut, poison, burn, is it's all damaging, destructive to the body. It, it evokes fear. And we know that fear is what keeps us stuck in the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, running for life. And there is no way that the body can rest and digest or rest and repair or um, mate and ovulate. This is why we have an epidemic of infertility (laughs) when you're in fight or flight. So we have to, um, we really have to address the fear. And instead of beating ourselves up and feeling guilty for why me, what happened to me? Why do I have cancer? What's wrong with me? Which is the negative thoughts that we all, you know, comes to. And the fear around, there's, there's very few diagnoses that have that much fear, which is all counterproductive. It's, we have to ask, what's right with me? What is my loving body trying to tell me? And when we look at the root cause, of course, the root of functional medicine, then we can do something about it. We say, okay, you know, we know that cancer is caused by inflammation, um, causing oxidative stress, causing free radical damage, which leads to DNA. Um, changes in the DNA structure. So, so we have to lower the to- toxicity and inflammation. And we know, especially the program we're doing with functional medicine, that we need certain nutrients to build and repair the body. So it can detoxify. <laughs> so we can uh, get, gain the, the nutrients from our right. food. As we say, we need to maximize all the feel-good hormones, maximize the loving thoughts, the loving actions, the loving uh, relationships we have. You know, to me, cancer is a wake-up call. You know, what do we need to change to love, further love and and, uh, heal our bodies and then minimize the toxicity and inflammation and prioritize self-care, which is why we see this rise in health coaching and the need to help somebody walk through those processes. And every person is unique and difference. And what I found, I think what you might be referring to is 
as a healer, as someone who sees myself as a healer and as a mother with a child who's uh, got this very, very scary disease, I so wanted to fix her. <laughs> and we want to find the magic treatment and the magic bullet. And the more I worked and tried to fix her, the more resistance I received because nobody wants to feel like they're broken or uh, it's just, you know, relationships are this, this seesaw. So that chapter was really meant to address, you know, love, fear, and courage, Okay. you know, and, and sacrifice. I think I, I started off by saying all mothers know that they, we would do anything for our children. And, you know, we, we can beat ourselves up. Why my child? Why, why not me? And that we often sacrifice our own health in the process of trying to help or fix someone else. And it does two things. You know, that's why many uh, caregivers or those who, who lose someone with cancer, they don't get sick themselves because of the stress on the immune system and, and the major stress they go under in the loss. But it also pushes a wedge between the relationship with you and, the, and your loved one. So the only thing we can do, the, the best thing is to, to follow Gandhi's advice, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. So, you know, in the grocery store, you know, we can't be the food police and go around and rock. <laughs> but you, right, you want to scream and going, you know, the, 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 our whole society is based on eat this and take that. You know, you turn on the TV and you see the ads for um, depression and anxiety, whatever the new label says. Of the day, and and no worries because you can just take a pill to fix it instead of saying food is medicine, and you really don't have to be suffering like this if you just buy real food. So instead, what I try and do is be the best I can be, and can feel the best. And you know, at moms, I do. You know, is you probably do too. We can do. This is the organic market that's in in my area. Food tours and. and teach people by a role model. So, so the book is a self-help book. Yes, it is. It's a guideline for whatever dis-ease or dysfunction or transformation, you know, depression, anxiety. It, and I, I, it's not written to diagnose any anything, but it's a great guidebook. You know, I used to do a weekly lunch for the uh, oncology group, and I would just start saying the, you know, I've got fifty-two savvy secrets in here, and I would be sharing. What is a health coach? We know is is pretty common information, but not common information. And people would say, "Is there a book where we can get this information?" You know. And I said, "Well, there really wasn't, so I had to write it." But um, it, from my viewpoint, it's um, you know, it's it's what we eat, it's what we think, and the actions we take that we live into our health. And to your point, it's about self love too. Yes. And and that's. The eat, think, and thrive, and the seven steps to optimal health. And I mean, this can this can cover a multitude of everything. Anything. I mean, because a lot of us walk around depressed, uh, worried. Self love's a tough one, and I think that you touched this. You did a very good job at bringing out the steps, which we'll get to in a few. And but the, I mean, one of the chapters was you, you you become what you think. Why is compassion and self love essential for healing? So as I was uh, saying before, we really, our nervous system has two parts, like a light switch. We're either in fight or flight 
or we're in rest and repair, rest and digest, mate and ovulate. So we re either react out of fear or we respond out of self-love and compassion. And our bodies innately are self-healing and self-repairing. The body wants to maintain homeostasis and balance. It wants to protect ourselves. And in fact, when we have this stress in our lives and these hidden stressors, and it, that may include the negative thoughts in your head, beating yourself up, the no mate, pain, no gain mentality of our, and the stress of our daily living, we're telling our bodies that we're not safe, that we have to run from that saber-toothed tiger. And then we are secreting cortisol, which is the premier hormone for stress. And it shuts down everything in the body. To me, fear is the cancer. <laughs> back, to, back to cancer. Pretty much. Yeah, and um, it keeps us locked in that sympathetic nervous system. And, you know, page 75 of my book, I show, you know, I had an artist draw a picture, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system and what happens when we're in one or the other. You know, when we're in uh, overdrive all the time and the body doesn't know the difference in, I need to run for my life from a external stress to I've, I've got food sensitivities and, and these bad bugs in my gut, or I'm worried about my, my job or my family or my loved one, you know, uh, fear is fear, stress, stress is stress. And when we're in that mode, our uh, pupils dilate. So we have to wear sunglasses all the time. <laughs> we're more susceptible to damage from the sun, from it's more susceptible to uh, macular degeneration, sort of thing. We stop secreting saliva. So we can't break down the carbohydrates that we're eating. You know, our, our bronchioles dilate, so we're more susceptible to colds and flus and asthma. We speed up our heartbeat, so we get hypertension, <laughs> maybe palpitations. We secrete the adrenaline and, and cortisol, which steals hormones that can go toward building and repairing the body. We're in a catabolic state. Um, we stop secreting stomach acid. So we get gas and bloating and we can't digest our proteins. And so many people are on these anti-acids. And the reality is we don't have too much stomach acid. We just have stomach acid in the wrong place. We need stomach acid to break down our food. We don't need it to be coming up into our esophagus. So again, the food sensitivities of bad food is creating the problem, but we're not treating that. We're treating the, the symptom. And that creates more problems and more disease. We stop uh, uh, decreased mobility in the gut. So we get constipation, we get varicose veins, we can't uh, absorb our nutrients, and then the toxins in the food gets reabsorbed in the bloodstream. Then we, you know, we delay bladder emptying, so we get urinary tract infection. So you, you can see it goes on and on and on how this simple inability <laughs> to handle our stressors in the sympathetic nervous system is really a, a root cause of, of all our disease. And so it's like a light switch. We can turn it on and we can turn it off. And, you know, as a yoga teacher, I teach people the power of the breath, that the breath, we can control our breath. It's often the precursor to our, our, our thoughts and our, our brain that, you know, we can use yoga and meditation to flip the switch from sympathetic to parasympathetic. So I have some of these tools in my app and, and in the book there too. How did you come up with the seven steps? That's a good question. I, you know, I had seen, an, um, I'd been coaching for a few years, two or three years before I finished a book. I'd been thinking about it for a long time. And I thought what I wanted to make it 
universal. What's a universal wisdom in my coaching skills? You know, we, we, we both went to IIN, which is a very good school on teaching coaching. What are the steps that people have to go through? So I don't care if you're just dealing with too much stress at work and you want to coach a life coach to help you get through this, or if you've got cancer, <laughs> what are the steps that we all need to do for personal transformation? And, you know, I've done talks with these seven steps and, you know, at a yoga studio on, um, I think you can pertain it. You can use these steps for any area in your life that you want to see improvement on. And so it's, it's a high level, you know, if you want, we can kind of go through them. And I, yeah, we're going to go through those. Why don't we start there? Why don't we go through those right now? Okay. So the first step is really to take an honest personal assessment. And as I said before, you know, recognizing that the body is self-healing and self-repairing instead of beating ourselves up with what's wrong with me, what's right, no judgment. What's my loving body trying to tell me? Then you commit to yourself. You commit to this process that you're going to make small, simple, digestible steps, you know, to help you meet your goals. This is where a health coach is invaluable. You know, simple things. Like if you just write down everything you eat for three days, you're going to start becoming conscious of your food and your mood and the connection between them. And your health is going to improve just by that one simple thing. By knowing what you're putting in your mouth. Right. So as you and I know, this isn't about dieting. It's not about deprivation. It's about finding decadent, delicious foods for yourself. That's right for your unique body. That feeds your body. Right. Right. You know, it's interesting. I had a, uh, and I have a, you know, about 40 recipes in the book to help people yeah, there's some... taste and, and get to know this and, and learn this. I was going to say that there's some really good recipes in there. <laughs> Thank you. And my goal was it has to be <clears throat> Simple, simple, whole foods, easy that anybody can do. Because I'm not a cook. I I really, you know, we all live in a fast food world. So it's got to be good. So I had a dinner party on Sunday. Three out of the six women have had cancer diagnosis. Oh, wow. All six, you know, there were 12 of us, six couples have all been deeply touched by cancer. And the entire meal was from my Kickstart program. Recipes that are decadent and delicious. People raved about it. And you know, that are just gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free. You know, I've got chocolate cake that's with dates and raw cacao, and it's delicious, really decadent. Is that in the book? That, that, that cake is, that, no, that's okay. in my cake card <laughs> <laughs> But I have uh, chocolate, like bonbons, in the, and chocolate pudding in the, in the book. Uh, it, you know, I had, and my Kickstart program has been, it grows and evolves the recipes over the, five years. And that can be found on your website? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'll put that in the show notes at the end. Okay. So thank the first you. step was begin, right? Right. Just begin and, and take an honest personal assessment. The questions I like to ask are, you know, what's your, your biggest roadblock or obstacle? And what have you done that's worked, you know, to try and overcome it? What's worked and what hasn't worked? What would it mean to you to overcome this? How would you feel when you've overcome it? And what are you willing and able to do to overcome it? You know, these are really powerful questions, especially before you want to go work with a health coach. You know, are you willing to do what it takes to make the steps? Because if you're really not, you know, if you've got diabetes and you want to continue to eat your Twizzlers, a bag of Twizzlers every day, <laughs> it doesn't matter how much money you spend on a health coach. That's probably not going to 
serve you very well. Right. Right. You know, the second step is I said grow. <laughs> and that includes, you know, becoming accountable, getting the right support, somebody safe, confidential, knowledgeable, somebody who's walked the walk like you. You know, you've lost so much weight. You've, you've uh, reversed your diabetes. You're a perfect role model <laughs> for somebody. You know, I wouldn't go to if your doctor isn't the healthiest person, you know, then maybe you better get another doctor. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, grow with gorgeous greens and sprouts and with the right food, energizing food and thoughts and actions. The third step is, you know, so then you get started on this process. The third step is to heal, you know, and to really heal, we have to move from overwhelmed to empowerment. You know, we all are, can feel overwhelmed, you know, that keeps the areas that keeps us stuck. And this is sort of a real area where a health coach can be invaluable to help you look at what are your roadblocks? You know, do you have food cravings, food sensitivities, you know, toxicity? Um, how do we, do you have gut dysbiosis? How do we heal the gut? How do we use, you know, some nutritional testing and functional medicine testing to get kind of get to the root cause to help you get out of the way. And, um, and it, you know, I, I've worked with a lot of, um, working road warriors and professionals who really just need some help with stress management. <laughs> That's kind of the, the beginning of the or need help in learning how to sleep and get, get routine. So it can, it can go for any area in your life or are having conflict at work and need to get over this uh, conflict area and, and um, come up with new solutions to move forward in their life professionally, personally, or, or whatever. So you know, there's a lot of tools to explore with keeping you stuck and offering that safe time and space to help people get through it. And it's interesting to me, having worked, you know, a lot with cancer, is that people will make time for chemotherapy, but they don't often make time for that self-love and self-care. So that, that's, that, that's a challenge. So having a coach to help you give that gift to yourself right. is, is really important. The fourth step is to nourish and nurture, you know, um, and I think sometimes you have to have some healing before you can even think about creating a vision, you know, what you want, where do you want to go and what is it that you really need for yourself. And a vision is so much more motivating and empowering than just setting a goal because with goals, we can beat ourselves up. We fall short of them. You know, how many have new year's resolutions and they <laughs> go out the window and you never, you never do it right. So Giving yourself time and space to dream, do a vision board, brainstorm, you know, mastermind group. You know, I love working with leaders because leaders are naturally great visionaries. So helping to make sure they give themselves the time and space to create their vision and then helping them execute that vision is a, is a real passion of mine. And now a word from our sponsor. We'll be back in a minute. We all know that eating healthy is a part of becoming a better person. But if you're finding the organic and non-toxic products too expensive or hard to find, then ThriveMarket.com, the healthy online shopping club, is your solution. Like the Costco meets Whole Foods for everything healthy online, you'll get the best organic and non-GMO brands up to 50% off retail prices shipped nationally to your door for free within two to three days. When you become a member, 
thrivemarket.com will donate a free membership to a low-income family, teacher, or veteran so we can all thrive together. You never have to pay full price for healthy food again. Go to thrivemarket.com slash therebelhealthcoach to get your free jar of coconut oil and 15% off your first order. This offer is valued at $18 and available for our listeners only on this special link. So here it is again, thrivemarket.com slash therebelhealthcoach. What is the Carpe Diem dance? Okay. <laughs> so I have been doing yoga on and off since I was 14. And I've gone through several yoga teacher trainings, as I say, as a lifelong learner. And I wanted to teach a yoga that anybody could do. And so uh, Carpe Diem dance is kind of an accumulation of my years of training in yoga and meditation and breath work and psychology and philosophy. It's a movement of music that helps you get out of your head and into your body and lift that switch from fight or flight to rest and digest and repair. It's a, it's a great tool. How many people, you know, music is empowering. Music is uh, powerful. There's a documentary on uh, taking iPods into a nursing home with Alzheimer's and playing old music that can stimulate parts of the brain and that people have been in comas or people who have been catatonic are waking up with this areas of the brains are stimulated through music. Music is emotional. Music is powerful. So I mix music and kind of coaching and yoga and dance into a, you know, an hour, hour and a half routine that you start learning how to breathe Okay. and you end in Savasana, which is in a, in a rest and digest pose. Yeah, I think a lot of us live, I mean, in this world, this fast-paced world we live in, we don't take time for ourselves. And that's, that's a, the nourishing yourself is, a, is a, a great point in this. We just, I mean, I know myself, I, ha, I, have, to, I, I have to schedule my time by myself. You know, I, I put it in my schedule. Right. And, and we have to make that sacred. And I am so guilty of that. I'm so passionate about my work and what I want to do. And this morning as a case in point, I rolled out of bed and started thinking about what I wanted, the points I wanted to, to answer your, you know, to, to work on this call instead of doing my own yoga practice. Right. It's so tempting to overfunction where we get a lot of our kudos in our job, in our career, in our family and not, and put ourselves on the back burner. And so, you know, step five is really, how do you learn to thrive? I don't want to be a survivor. I don't want to be normal. I want to, I want to thrive. How do we make, how are you your best self? And we have to really work on getting more of what you want. And the big key is practice, not perfection. You know, we have to prioritize ourselves and have a daily practice. And it could be a five minute breath with a, you know, 15 minutes. And I don't beat myself up. You know, ideally there's some mornings, I'll get up early and I can give myself three hours of self-care and it is amazing. And my brain is sharp and my body sharp and I am on the top of my game. And there's other mornings I have five or 15 minutes and it's okay, <laughs> but you have to do something. And it's interesting in my coaching and my groups, we don't know how to play anymore. You know, you asked me about Carpe Diem dance. That's a way to play. It's a way to dance 
have fun, and to laugh at ourselves. And so this step is really working on bringing more into your life that you really love. I have an, an app that has you do a, a evening reflections, right? What you're grateful for every night, because when we focus on what we want, what we're grateful for, we're going to get more of that. When we're focusing on the dis-ease or what's wrong with us, we're really going to get more of that. You're right, exactly. I mean, this is about dancing in the rain. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and finding that self-compassion. I love Brene Brown's work. In fact, I did a six-week group on just Brene Brown work, which is uh, it's all about compassion and self-love. Uh-huh. I, I think it's such a key to growth. And, and you know, particularly for men, you know, men are supposed to be this tough, stoic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't... We don't like to let go. <laughs> yes. Or let loose, I should say. It's like, it's like okay, it's okay to let loose. Yes. And, and women too, you know, we have to look the certain way and to let your hair down and just get wild is, uh, is out of the comfort zone. And, you know, one of the lessons I really learned is sometimes, well, growth happens. You know, I've written a lot of blog posts about this. Growth happens in the darkness. <laughs> Uh, when we get out of our comfort zone is when growth happens. So stretching yourself a little bit. And pushing the limits. In a, in a playful way. Right. It's a lot better on the adrenals and your your sympathetic nervous system than pushing yourself to do um, too much of a, a workout. You know, it, again, we're so stuck in the no pain, no gain. Yeah, I'd like to know your, your, your point on how you lost all this weight because so many people think that we just exercise more and eat less will meet our health goals. And and with my clients, I find it's just the opposite. A lot of people need to eat more healthy fat and protein and exercise less and love yourself more and, you know, let go, relax. You know, it wasn't until I realized what healthy food was that I lost, started losing the weight. And uh, to your point, it's the healthy fats. I mean, we're also fair to frats, but fats are good for you, you know, Good fats, I should say. I mean, there are bad fats. Yeah. You know, but the majority, like avocados and bacon, you know, people shy away from bacon. Bacon is not bad. In moderate, everything in moderation. But sugars and getting away with from sugars was the, sugars in, in white flour and carbohydrates. Yes, yeah. The empty, unprocessed foods. Right. Dead food, yeah. The uh, frankenfoods, as uh, Mark Hyman calls them, frankenfoods. Exactly right. Stuff that sits on the shelf and has a, I have an example, I, I still have it. It's a wrap, and I forgot who it's made by, but it says on the wrapper, it's one of those wraps you make sandwiches with, and on the wrapper it says whole wheat. You know, it's the, aver- the big food advertising, and that has been, I've had that same package for two years, and it has yet to mold. Yeah. Yeah. This is a perfect example of frankenfoods. Yeah. I love the example at IIN of the school in California that had the kids bring in their breakfast and dump it in a compost pile. You know, the pre-made egg sandwiches and the, the burgers and, and everything in a compost pile. And, and, um, and then they put lettuce and eggshells and real food in another compost pile and came back in a week later and two and three weeks and I think a month later to see what happened. You know, the McDonald's hamburger will be unchanged. Right. 
and the, everything else is mixed in with the soil meat. And, and if the, even the bugs won't eat it, why do we think there's any nutrition in it for us? Right. You know, why are we eating food that even the, the bugs won't eat? And I think that's a great. All right. Step number six, arrive. Okay. You know, there's a great TED talk by a Harvard trained psychologist on happiness who says we've made happiness unattainable because we hit a goal and then we're just worried about the next goal. So this step is really important to measure and celebrate your success. All of the simple success stations, because the auto, the automatic negative thought is to beat ourselves up. Well, you know, what all the things you didn't do, you know, if you drank half your body weight in, in water for this week, and you saw that your skin started to clear up, <laughs> that's something to celebrate. You know, that's a great thing to give you motivated to keep going and making another little change, you know, and that's, you know, success begets success. But so often we don't do that. We just like get the promotion and then worry about how are we going to stay with that job <laughs> and the more and worrying about the next promotion instead of ever being able to really relax and celebrate and enjoy. So I think it's just a, a key step that, you know, as a health coach, what do we do? We ask everybody what's new and good because it what's happened in the last two weeks because people will say, oh, I didn't do this. I didn't do that. They'll beat themselves up and say, well, what's good? You know, let's focus on the good thing that you right. did do and then build upon that. And then you learn to be more, you practice authenticity and integrity really in everything you do. And, you know, if you, when you've gotten to the step, you've got a lot to celebrate, you know, you've made an investment with yourself. You've set, you've co-created a plan with a coach. You've had a coach or an accountability to keep you on task. You've moved from overwhelmed to empowered. You've overcome some major obstacles and roadblocks and you've started to create a vision of where you want to go. And you've, you know, so you started practicing, you know, as you said, getting rid of the sugar and bringing in healthy foods and such. And that is all the things to really congratulate, congratulate yourself for, celebrate. I write a list of all the things that they've done. You know, I hope they put it on their mirror and keep you going. So it's a really important, important step. And, and that's why I say even having a daily gratitude journal is a good way to kind of keep that practice. So we can do these steps in, in every day or we can do it in three and six months. And then um, the seventh step is to really begin again. You know, once we've started to relax, then our brain opens up to all new possibilities. We think better. We think clearer. We have less brain fog. We have less anxiety. We have less depression. And then we can start tackling some bigger life goals. You know, the, the beauty of our IAN training, it's not just about the food and the nutrition. It's about relationships. It's career, your spirituality, your you know, uh, financial health. It's all of these things that really create health. You know, it's a continual circle. We kind of peel the onion back and, and it's a framework that we can use no matter where we are in our, in our life. I think we're, we, we will continue to evolve and learn through our life. And whether you believe in destiny or free will, I really believe it's uh, our choice whether we act or not, whether we follow our dreams and desires or whether we, and whether we become fulfilled and self-actualized in this life. So, you know, we become what we eat, we become what we think 
And, you know, our actions determine our destiny. Yeah, I really like this the, uh, circle that you made up with uh, the begin and the arrows and the, you have, this book is amazing. I, 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 it's, it's easy read. It's not a difficult read. It's to the point, and it, it, it just basically covers the things that we need to be healthy. And like it's, the title, it's Optimal Health, and that's where you, and you said right here, it says, or you become what you eat, think, and do. And it's true. I mean, if we think negative thoughts all day, we're going to become a negative person. Yeah, yeah. And I get that way. I'm not going to lie. I, 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 there's days where I'm pissed off at the world, you know, and it ruins my whole day. Yeah. And especially with the, today's political scene and the Facebook and all the negativity. It's like, man, I, it's, you know, I use Facebook as a tool and also to keep up with my friends and family past friends, new friends, family. But the and I got I got into the politics when 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 during the election and I caught myself going, okay, I got to stop. I got to stop cuz it's 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 making me a negative person. Yeah. And in our lives, I mean, I know myself, I get up and want to get up, I take some time this morning I didn't because I prepared for this and I had to get to the gym before I did this. So I, I missed my morning, like, as did you. So I have to reschedule my afternoon for a downtime. Yeah. But you have to have that. And I, and I love that part of the book. I love all the recipes in the book. There's some great recipes. This is an easy, it's not a hard read. It's a beautiful book. It's, it's spot on. And I recommend everybody go get this and, where can they find the book, first of all? Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. It's on Amazon. Okay. One retailer. Uh, just uh, Google Savvy Secrets uh, by Lisa Jackson, and it'll she come right up. And uh, it's also on my website. Which, which is? Carpediemwellness.org. O-R-G. I'm, I'm really thinking about making this a nonprofit, as you and I have talked about. So I, I have the org, not .com. Right. And Carpe Diem means seize the day. It's Latin. Yeah, I really like the name of the <laughs> Carpe Diem. <laughs> yeah, P is in Paul, C-A-R, P is in Paul, E, D is in dog, I-E-M is in Mary, wellness.org. A, a friend of mine who's in marketing says, you've got to change your name. You can't, that's a terrible name for marketing. Nobody's going to remember it. But there's a near and dear story in my life to this name that uh, I my business just had to be that. Um, when my daughter was 12, the one who was diagnosed with, with cancer later on, wanted matching jewelry. And wanted, uh, so we got these little thin gold bracelets and she wanted uh, to have an engraving and from mom to, to Dana, Dana to mom, kind of like our, you know, a symbol of our love and connection. Right. And you know, it just warms a mother's heart, you know, and especially at 12 years old, because there's a time when you become so uncool. <laughs> so when your daughter <laughs> wants to have something, you know, <laughs> you, you cherish that. And I thought, what would I engrave? What message? What's the one message I want to give to my daughter? And I'm thinking, and it's easy to engrave. It's, it's carpe diem. It's, you know, we only have this moment and this day. Yep. So make it the best, enjoy it, you know, and make it the healthiest you can, you know, health is wealth and, and 
you know, when we live in the present, then we can get, we can let go of so much dis-ease. You know, so much of our angst comes from beating ourselves up for what we didn't do and worrying about the future, about what might happen. <laughs> so carpe diem, Jesus. Seize the day. In the day. So I hope you have a fabulous day. Oh, you too. And uh, I've got one more question that I ask all my guests. Okay. Given this world that we live in, with fast-paced world and... I mean, I, I'm going to hang up from here and go do things and, you know, go to work and solve problems the rest of the day and put out fires or whatever comes in my way. But given you have an hour or a couple, a couple hours to kill, what album or artist would you listen to? <laughs> yeah, that is the toughest question for me. I love music and I don't give myself enough time for music. That's, that was in my own health coaching. I, that was the light bulb that went off for me. It made me cry that I didn't spend enough time listening to music, but my first love and the first artist would be the Beatles. Okay. Beatles story for you on another day, but of course it depends on the mood and I love female vocalists and I use a lot of them in my uh, Carpe Diem dance, Adele, Colby Calais, Faith Hill. You know, I also like Josh Groban and Andre Bocelli. But my, I have a new couple of new young favorite artists. One is um, Matt Venuti, and he writes his own music, and he plays the hong, which is a percussion instrument. And um, I have three songs from his new album called The Rhythm of Life that are in my Carpe Diem dance list and that really help us. A great writer. and, and um, Who is that again? Matt Venuti, V E N. U-T-I, and I'm going to send him this podcast, so put a, uh, put a plug in for him. because. Uh, and I, I was uh, going to do a house concert for him, and then due to my son-in-law's illness, I had to cancel. So um, I've not ever even met him. I've just talked with him and collaborated and have his songs in my playlist. And we have a local duo in D.C. called Woven Green, Jim and Ashley Cash, and they have a great, unique blend of everything from contemporary folk to rock, new age, and sound healing. So they have a great, really broad, and he's also a, a fantastic um, lyrics and writer that you can incorporate in really bringing out your best energy. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you very much. And uh, go out, get this book, uh, Savvy Secrets. Eat, Think, and Thrive, Seven Steps to Optimal Health. And you can find Lisa and or the books on Amazon and Lisa's website at carpediumwellness.org. That's it. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thank you. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend this time with you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for joining in today with the Rebel Health Coach, Tom Underwood. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you can catch all the episodes. With desire and commitment, you can implement a lifestyle of wellness and fitness. For the support, encouragement, and tools you need to be successful, visit TomUnderwood.net.